Welcome to Seeking Scripture Deep Diving Bible Study. I'm Christy Jordan, and I want to help you develop a firsthand relationship with the whole Word of God. For links and graphics mentioned in my podcast, please visit the corresponding post on SeekingScripture.com. May Yahweh bless the reading of His Word. Good morning, siblings. Today's readings are 2 Kings chapter 6 through 8. Hang on to your hats, because today's reading is going to burn some calories. Rabbit Trails The Acts Head in 2 Kings chapter 6 verses 1 through 7. We begin our reading with an important lesson that the Father cares about what bothers us, matters both great and small. We should never feel that something is too small or trivial to bring it to the Father. Now, I have another great quote for you about today's passages. This is again from F.B. Meyer. The story shows how keen was the sympathy of the great prophet for a poor man overtaken by an ordinary trouble, and how ready Elisha was to seek the help of God to redress the mischief. See John 2, verses 1 through 14, and the quote continues, It is right to go to God about matters of this kind as well as greater issues. What wonders faith can do? Hearts may be as heavy as lead at the bottom of the stream, but when a splinter of the cross of Calvary is inserted, they rise to the surface and swim. When you think something is too small to bother Yahweh with, remember what the Word says about not leaning on your own understanding. Take it to the Father. If it affects you, He's concerned with it. Besides, I found most of the time, all these trivial matters end up being huge stumbling blocks, keeping us from having the time, the mindset, and condition of the heart that we need to have as a child of the King. Take it to Him today. He cares for every nook and cranny of your life. Moving on. I love this passage. What a wonderful glimpse into the spiritual world of our Father, coexisting around us each and every moment. 2 Kings 6, verses 16 through 17 reads, He said, Do not be afraid. For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Then Elisha prayed and said, O Yahweh, please open his eyes that he may see. So Yahweh opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Wow! Moving on to chapter 7, I want to remind you of something. Chapter and verse numbers were not part of the original text. They were added later by translators, and they often cut a story off at odd points, such as in today's readings. Don't get too stuck on those numbers because they mean precious little other than giving us a reference with which to locate verses. A King's Horror, 2 Kings 6, 24 These verses are difficult to read horrifying to the point that you likely had to stop, as I did, and catch your breath after a good and thorough shudder. Now, just in case you haven't been able to keep up with our storyline, so much is going on and it's difficult to do at times, these women were Hebrews. That makes it even more horrifying. Israel is at the height of their idolatry at this point. So in this city, where they were selling a donkey's head for an absorbent amount, Note that a donkey is unclean and therefore not even considered food by Yahweh for his people, and they were well aware of this. 
His people even went further by resorting to cannibalism of their own children. I was right there tearing at my clothes alongside the king as I read this. Note that this was foretold to happen if they did not follow in the ways Yahweh had instructed them. In Deuteronomy 28, verses 53 through 57. When the Father tells us to stay on His path, it's important to realize that He knows where all other paths lead. To His credit, at least the king was horrified. Although, rather than cry out in repentance for his own sin or that of his people, which brought about the removal of Yahweh's blessing upon their land, it is plain to see Yahweh's hand of blessing had been withdrawn at this point, he instead looked to lay the blame on Elisha. Now, in these days, people thought prophets told the gods what to do in many cases, that they could pronounce blessings and curses of their own accord, and the God they served would then bring this to fruition. It's likely that the king thought this was the case with Elisha, which shows a clear distance between the king and the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. 2 Kings 7.1 When Elisha told the king to listen, the actual word he used is very important for our context because it means more than just to listen. The word he used was Shema. Shema means to listen and obey. It is also the shorthand title used to refer to a very famous prayer in Deuteronomy 6.4, in which Israel, both physical Israel and spiritual Israel, is called to obey. That reads, Hear, O Israel, Yahweh our God, Yahweh is one, and you shall love Yahweh your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. Now, did this prayer sound familiar to you? It should. When Messiah was asked what the greatest commandment was, he replied by quoting Deuteronomy 6.4, and that was in Mark 12. So much of what the Messiah taught, said, and all of what he lived by is found in the most neglected part of the Bible. What a double treasure it is for us, then, to be able to discover, study, and partake of the blessing of reading these words, which were so precious as to form the path with which our Messiah walked. Now, back to the Shema. So, Elijah was telling the king he needed to do something. He was not just saying, listen up. He was saying, hear me and respond appropriately to my words. The king was to expect this miracle to happen and to respond in faith by assuring his people that food was on its way. But he did not. Instead, even his servant spoke out against Elisha in disbelief. Now, Elisha had shown himself to be calm and wise, slow to offense as a wise person of Yahweh should be. See Proverbs 19.11. So, had the servant spoken out against just him, he would have likely ignored it. But the servant doubted the ability of Yahweh to deliver what was promised. And this took things to a whole other level. Blasphemy. His own words sealed his fate, which came about the following day as Elijah had predicted. Mercy. I feel like I've ran a marathon after today's readings. Let us thank the Father today for the gift of His wisdom and guidance given to us through His Word. Test everything. Hold tight to what is good. 1 Thessalonians 5.21 We are saved by grace alone. Obedience is not the root of our salvation, but it is the fruit. May Yahweh bless the reading of His Word. I love y'all. Bye-bye.